What's up, everybody? Hope you have all been well. All right, let's get down to business. Uh, Topic number one, I'm going to give you my thoughts on plant-based dieting. Uh, This thing has been the latest craze lately. There's a few documentaries on Netflix that have really uh, sparked a lot of people's interest in plant-based dieting, and they're trying it. And I just want to give you my honest opinion on it. I think a lot of people that are doing this are scared. Uh, It's caused a lot of paranoia among people who are maybe overweight or not in the best of health. And for those people, I believe that maybe the diet's good. It gives people some structure. You have to remember that a lot of people, when they start losing weight, um, whether it's fat or muscle sometimes, their health markers improve anyway. So, you know, it's, it's calories in versus calories out. So I think that for these type of people who are just trying to lose weight and just, um, you know, make it easier on their heart, I think it could be okay. I don't think it needs to be as extreme in nature as it is. And I think that, that when people watch these uh, documentaries, they get very paranoid of, you know, oh, this can cause cancer and animal, uh, animal meats can cause cancer and this and that. I believe a lot of the studies are inconclusive and it's kind of like going to buy a car to me. Um, if you have a really good salesman, he can convince you that the Toyota is the best car in the world. Um, regardless of whether maybe a a Honda or Nissan or what have you has a shorter stopping power or or a a shorter braking distance or whatever, maybe the other car has faster acceleration or I don't, I don't know, but anybody can make anything sound good, especially to someone that doesn't know much about it. So if it's somebody who's never really dieted before, um, like I said, they've, they never had any structure in their diet and they do this. They can lose a lot of weight and they can see big improvements in their health markers. But are those improvements just because they stopped eating all animal products or those improvements um, because of of the changes that their body's going through, losing weight and making things easier on the heart, you know, lower your blood pressure, maybe your cholesterol. I, I do believe that animal meats can raise your cholesterol a little bit, especially red meat. I just don't think that it needs to be this extreme. And I, I think that Plant-based dieting is is a gentler word for veganism. Vegan kind of sounds uh, radical, almost cult-like, which a lot of them are. But hey, if that's your cup of tea, fine. It's not mine. You know, a lot of you guys that are listening to this, I'm sure you're pretty smart. And we know that blood work is the ultimate primary indicator of, of what's going on in your body, okay? So if you have great blood work and you're eating things like egg whites and fish and a little red meat here and there and chicken... I don't see any reason to get you know scared. I don't see any reason to be paranoid. And I will tell you that I know, I've known several people that have, have gone plant-based and they always lose strength. They lose a lot of strength. You know, they, maybe for the first few weeks they feel better. And I can understand that to, to some degree. But if you talk to anyone that does this for a little while, they eventually lose strength, okay? I don't think that in the, in the one documentary... Um, uh, what's it called? The Game Changers. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out and they, if only we knew about the science and the nutrition when I was training for Mr. Olympia, then maybe we could do it off plants. No, no, you fucking can't. No, you fucking can't. And, and I think that we're seeing a lot of celebrities tout this stuff and there's a reason behind it. They're not just trying to get the word out about, you know, PETA and, and animals and, and plant-based this and that and cancer and health. I think there's some financial backing behind it. And I think there's something seriously political behind this. Now, you know, like I said, I I can't connect all the dots, but it's evident that there's more going on uh, than what we see. 
in these documentaries. And the documentaries, I mean, they're, they're pretty persuasive if you watch them. I just don't think that it's good. And I've talked about this in the past with any form of dieting. Uh, it's not good to come right out of the gate like that extreme in nature. I don't believe in dropping all your carbs right away. I don't believe in dropping all your fats right away. I, you know, I don't believe in um, just fasting. I mean, maybe if it's like a day here, you know, an eight or 12 hour window there. Okay. But some people, they just adopt something and they just keep to it and keep to it and keep to it, keep to it. And I don't believe in that. I don't think that's the best way to be. And also another thing too is, you know, if you're going to the gym and you're training hard and you're eating relatively healthy and clean and you're doing maybe cardio here and there, you're burning a lot of calories. Um, your body is filtering a lot of things faster than somebody that's sedentary, that's not active. So, you know, I don't think there's a need to be this paranoid about it. Now, if you just have a strong belief in, in um, I don't know what you, how, how to say it, like animal cruelty or animals, or you love animals and you're against eating any form of uh, animal this or that, I, you know, I, I fine. I, I, get, I can get with that. I understand that. But, you know, this paranoia that, that a lot of people are causing, um, especially for people that, are, that were bodybuilders and they've eaten a lot their whole lives um, in the quest for more muscle, I think a lot of guys now, it's uh, like I said, it, it's a form of damage control. They're, they're getting paranoid. They're getting scared about all these diseases. And while cancer is very, very prevalent now, I don't know that just stopping, um, if you just stop eating all animal products is really a good long-term strategy. And I think that there's just things um, in the air and, 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 and everything that, introduce things into our bodies that maybe we weren't introduced to several years ago. You know, I, I could do this. I, I could take every safety measure possible and I could walk out in front of a bus tomorrow and get hit and killed that way, you know? So I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think you should live your life that paranoid. And I think that like, look, go get your blood work done before you start doing anything crazy like this, go get your blood work done and see where you're at. Um, if, if your cholesterol is high, then fine. Maybe cut down on meat. Maybe cut out red meat for a little while. Maybe stop eating whole eggs and just eat the whites, you know, something like that. If your blood pressure is high, you know, restrict your caloric intake. Start doing cardio. Stop. Oh, of course, the dog's going to fuck this up again. What are you doing? So he's on the couch. And the dog's got this thing. He just knocks off every fucking pillow. He kicks off every fucking pillow on the couch, which I don't blame him because we got too many fucking pillows anyway. Something with women and pillows. They can never have enough pillows. And the damn couch isn't even functional. It's like there's there's 12 fucking pillows on the couch. It's like, okay, well, fuck sitting down. So what he does, he gets on the couch, and it's a like a game to him. He just kicks off every pillow on the floor. And, you know, if I pick him up, he'll usually go right back behind me, get on the couch, and do it again. And sometimes we go through this four or five times. Anyway, um, hopefully, hopefully you shut up. All the pillows are on the floor now. I'm staring at them. Anything to sidetrack me during a podcast. Jesus, things are fucking hard enough. Without the likes of you coming around, kicking off all these pillows. I'll tell you, man. Anybody ever owned a pit bull? They're, they're great dogs. They're great dogs, but they have these, like, crackhead hours. My dog usually has a couple a day. Once in the morning and once in the evening. He just has to do a bunch of crazy shit and, and get his energy out of them. You know, one of my fears, seriously... I'm afraid of losing my dick to a pit bull bite. I really am. He plays this game. He's got this toy. The only toy he has, has never destroyed, by the way. You know, Kong, 
the to- the toy Kong, the one that says it's it's supposed to be indestructible. Nah, fuck Kong. Kong got shredded in like two days. But he's got this one toy. We call it Wee Wee. It looks like a twenty inch orange rubber dick. I kid you not. So we call it his Wee Wee. I say I say Sam, go get your Wee Wee. Go get your Wee. You want to play with Wee Wee? And you know, he'll get it and shake it around. But what he does, let me let me tell you what he does. He'll walk up to me. I could be sitting down, and he places it on my crotch. And then he looks at me. It's a game to him. It's like, who, who can grab his toy first? And I'm like, damned if I do, and I'm damned if I don't. Like, if I go for it quick, he's going to go for it quick. And I'm afraid that, you know, in the attempt to get his wee-wee, he's going to catch a piece of my wee-wee, and I'm going to be going to the hospital. And if I don't go to grab it, he sits there and he barks his head off at me because he wants me to, to play with him. That, that's a real fear of mine. Losing my dick to a pit bull. Real fear. But, yeah, these dogs are crazy, man. Great dogs, great guard dogs, very loyal to their family, but they're just, they're nutty as hell. They're just nutty. So, anyways, that's my thought on plant-based dieting. It's not something that I would do. I love the gym. I love building muscle. I want to keep a, a decent level of strength. Now, with that being said, okay, the whole thing on protein, I do believe it's over-exaggerated, the protein requirements that we need. And I think that a lot of guys are using protein as a gap filler. And I might have talked about this in the past on another podcast, but I'm just going to mention it again. Um, Forgive me if I've talked about it before, but by gap filler, what I mean is, like, let's say you're burning 3,000 calories a day, and you're trying to lose body fat. So you drop your caloric intake to, like, 2,500 a day. Well, I think that people now, they have their carbs so low, and carbs are, you know, 4 calories a gram. So if they're eating 100 uh, grams of carbohydrates a day, we're only talking 400 calories. So now protein's four calories a gram. So if we're eating, let's say, 200 uh, grams of protein a day, now we're talking 800 calories. We're still at only 1,200 calories. So, you know, to get another 1,300 calories from fat, from nothing but fat, it doesn't seem very, I mean, it's not that you can't. It's just I don't believe you need that much fat. So what a lot of people are doing is is they're bridging this uh, this caloric gap so they don't fall too short below their total daily uh, energy expenditure. They stay right below it by like five, six hundred calories, maybe eight hundred for some people, and they're bridging it with protein, which isn't really the best thing to bridge with because it's the last place that your body wants to go for available energy. So the the protein requirements I think are grossly over exaggerated now. And I think that if you've been eating a lot of protein for a number of years, I do believe in kidney health. Uh, it's good, you know, drink a lot of water, take care of your kidneys. You got to take care of all your organs, all right? Or there is no fitness. Um, so I think it's good to have a day here and there where you cut the protein down. And maybe you do cut out some of the meats um, like a day or two a week. I found that when I do this, it's almost like changing the air filter on a car. It, it, it seems like my digestion's not quite as bound. It seems like I have more energy, but it's not something I would do like day in and day out for a long-term approach. I'm not keen on the idea of getting my protein from nothing but like plants and beans and, you know, artificial stuff. I, I just, I don't think that's a, a wise idea. So that's where I stand on the plant-based thing, guys. Like if it works for you, fine. I just think a lot of people that are losing weight and they're making these changes, they're doing it because their diet now finally has structure. And maybe if these these documentaries are what's convinced them to to go about changing their diet or 
restricting their calories. I mean, there's only so many calories you're going to eat from, from plant-based things. But these arguments of, of, you know, well, cows eat plants and, you know, so we don't need to eat cows and, and all that. That's just fucking apples and oranges. It, it's Those are idiot arguments that I, I can't even stand there and argue back with somebody that talks like that because it's just it's not the same thing at all. So that's where I stand on plant-based dieting. You guys do what you want. That's my take on it. All right. I don't believe in taking anything out altogether. And I don't think that these documentaries, I, I think that they would hit a better mark, uh, maybe talking about some of the benefits of, of lowering certain things or or uh, including certain things in, in moderation. Not just, oh, it comes from an animal, X the shit out altogether. I mean, you know, that's that's how we uh, that's how we came up. You know, that's how our ancestors came up. And I, I just, you know, it, there's two sides to every story. And you know, you read about the, the plant-based thing and these people had all these improved health markers. And then you could turn around and go one, a 180 and, and read about the carnivore diet. And, and a lot of people doing a carnivore diet had health markers that were improved. So who knows? I, you know, experiment with it yourself. But that's my take on it. I am against plant-based dieting. I think that, you know, a well-rounded diet, a healthy diet from, from multiple sources of protein uh, and carbohydrates and fats, is, healthy fats, is the best way to be. All right, next topic. I want to talk about going through pain and the body's adaption to stress. I think that there's a lot of things out there now. There's too many fucking rules saying, you know, do this, don't do that. Uh, anything more than 45 minutes in the gym is a waste. And, you know, you, you have to do things in this exact split when you train your muscles. And there's just all these fucking rules. And I think that people get so caught up in the rules and so caught up in the supplements and so caught up with what pre-work, can I talk? Pre-workouts they're going to use and this and that, that they're relying so much on all this stuff, but they just don't know how to go through fucking pain anymore. And, you know, there's there's weeks where I train muscle groups uh, two, sometimes three times a week. And I think that there's a process called adaption that many of us have forgotten about. And a lot of this depends on like what phase in your training you're in or, or how experienced you are in the gym. But I think that this is something that shouldn't be neglected. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about this anymore. All right, let, let's just use running as an example. All right. Let's say you go out and you jog one day and you're not a jogger. Well, what's going to happen the next day? You're probably going to have shin splints. You're going to be sore. Uh, you might not feel like running again the next day. Um, but maybe you do go out, maybe you force yourself to go out and jog again the next day for 20 or 30 minutes. And, um, some of that lactic acid gets flushed out of your legs. And then, um, you know, maybe you improve your time a little bit. Uh, maybe you feel a little more worn out and then you wake up the next day and yeah, maybe you still have shin splints, but maybe now like you breathe better. You feel like you have more energy. Well, you you could keep doing this for several weeks and I'm willing to bet by the end of several weeks, you're not going to have shin splints anymore. Your body's going to adapt to what you're putting it through and you're going to lose fat and you're going to be in much better cardiovascular health. And you, you might even look a little bit different. That's a process called adaption. Your body adapts to stress. Our bodies are very good at adapting to stress. But, you know, just to, to, to there's too many pussies out there, man. Like every little ache and pain they want to bitch about. Oh, should I be feeling this? Should I be feeling that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should because you haven't been fucking doing it. So quit being a pussy and just go through it if you want to make some changes. Just fucking go through it, man. Welcome the pain. You're not going to fucking die. Just go through it. It's like too many people, they're just afraid of the pain. Another example, you could do push-ups one day. You've never done push-ups before. You never worked out in your life. 
And that first day, you might get five push-ups or maybe 10 or what have you. And the next day, your chest is sore, but you do them anyway. You work through the soreness and maybe you get 12. And the next day, you get 20. The next day, you get 25. Several weeks later, now you're up to 50 maybe. So you've improved, all right? You didn't just stop because something hurt a little bit or maybe there's such a thing as growing pains physical growing pains and i went through a lot of these in my my bodybuilding endeavor um i went through a period where my forearms hurt where i'm talking it felt like the bones hurt like from doing bicep curls it felt like it was weird it felt like somebody was putting my arm in a fucking vice and like trying to snap it whenever i grabbed the weight so i might have backed off a little bit and you know um spaced out the frequency a little bit but i didn't just totally walk away from it and say nah nah i can't do that until I can't do that until my arms feel better. No, eventually my body fucking adapted and it, it it went away. A lot of the things that hurt you or that cause these little physical pains are the same things that are going to get you out of the pain if you do them long enough. A lot of people, they have lower back problems. Um, and a lot of this can come from weak hamstrings. Or if they do a deadlift, they, they might tweak something in their lower back or whatever or pull a hamstring. And then they say, no, no, those aren't for me. Those aren't for me. And while there's a few people out there that have short arms and, and they're just their body's not really set up real well for that kind of lift, most people, if they maybe change the work weights used and they got more used to the motion and more used to doing it on a regular basis, these pains would go away. But I just see too many people that are so fucking gun shy about doing every little thing that makes them feel just the littlest bit uncomfortable. And, and stop being a fucking pussy, man. Stop Stop relying on your stupid technology, your fucking watch, your smart clothes, your charting and plotting and graphing. Or what, what's this new thing out now? The, the, the fit mirror? The fitness mirror? Give me a break, man. A fucking mirror. A $1,500 mirror that, that you look at and it syncs to your phone and it's just a trainer doing this stuff. It's, it's, how is that any different than like a DVD? How is it any? It's a fucking mirror. It's the stupidest thing in the world to sink $1,500 into. And most of the people that like buy into this shit, like they never get in shape. They always look fucking average because they rely on all this stuff. They got to have everything. The, the people with the most supplements are usually the people that are in the worst fucking shape because they just don't go through pain. Go through some fucking pain, man. My God. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. You look around the damn gym and nobody's working hard. Nobody's fucking working hard. I could walk into any gym around town and it, it would be very odd to see more than two people really getting it, really going to failure, really breaking a sweat. Chicks work out harder than dudes now, man. They work out harder than guys. You know what's even worse? A lot of guys will do their workouts. They follow them. They'll do their fucking workouts and they'll do all this like, I don't know, those those bands they wear on their legs and they do like leg movements or they, you know... I, if I see one more guy put a barbell on his crotch and dry hump the fucking air with it, I swear to God, man. Just do squats, dude. Do leg presses. Do lunges. Like, I see all these guys loading up a barbell, putting on their fucking dick, and humping the air with it. It's like, it, it, chicks chicks do it too much too, man. Well, it's a nice thing to watch. That, that that's, that's the chick workout. Do your squats. Fuck the air. Do your squats. Fuck the air. I want to see some chicks working their calves. Put in the real work, man. Work your calves. Nice pair of calves and some heels. Man, it's rare to see now. It's rare to see. If you got a girl and, and she goes to the gym with you or whatever, or she goes to the gym on her own or whatever, you just need to be like, yo, why don't you work your fucking calves? 
You should do some walking lunges. You should do some stiff-legged deadlifts. Go through the pain, man. Just There's too many people out there that are just being fucking pussies. All right, last topic. Let's talk about men who need testosterone replacement therapy and they have a shitty quality of life and they fucking know it and they refuse to do anything about it. Why do these guys even bitch to people? It's like they want to bitch to everybody about how they have no energy, you know, they can't recover, they can't lose fat no matter how hard they try or no, no matter how hard they diet. They know what's wrong with them, but yet they they are not willing to do anything about it. They absolutely refuse to accept the idea of hormone replacement therapy. Well, you know what? Tough shit. You know, if you don't want to do anything about it, then you get what you deserve. And, and this is this is everywhere now. It's like they, they think of it like you're some kind of junkie. These guys, oh, no, I don't want to go have to donate blood. I don't want to go have to get labs once every 12 weeks or every six months. I don't want to have to poke myself. I don't want to stick myself once a week. Or even, even dudes that don't want to stick themselves more than once a week. Like if they, they want to run shit to get hard, okay? They don't want to run anything that's going to bloat them. But yet they don't want to stick a fucking needle in their ass or, or del or arm or whatever more than once a week. You know, again, quit being a fucking bitch, okay? I mean, it takes a couple minutes. It's, you know, it, it's, it's nothing new, all right? You've obviously done it before. You've had shots before. And, and to the guys that... that they, they, they make it sound like it's just such a process. No, it's really not. Okay, so once every like three months, you go in to donate blood so your hematocrit doesn't get out of whack. You sit there for like 10 minutes in a chair, you donate blood once every three months. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that sounds that bad once every three months to go through to have a better quality fucking life every single day, to have more energy every day, to lose more fat every day as compared to how you were before. Or to go in and get your blood work done. I mean, it's good to do anyway. God forbid, you know, you know what's going on in your body. Yet they don't want to do it. They make it sound like it's this long, drawn-out process. It's a fucking lifestyle, bro. It's a fucking lifestyle. Okay? Everything. In case you haven't noticed yet, the diet, the gym, the TRT. It is a lifestyle one that I strongly believe in and I firmly believe has given me a great quality of life compared to most other people that are my age. I mean, most other people that are my age, uh, it's they're, they're, it's like, what the hell are you living for, man? You're going to wake up every day, feel like shit, go through the same motions that you went through the past two weeks or two years in a row or whatever. You're just living to go to work, be fucking miserable, and, and usually succumb to some sort of, uh, you know, addiction or... or some sort of hang up, why would you not let working out and feeling good and nutrition, why not let that be the new addiction? It sounds a hell of a lot better to do that and be excited about life and feel good about yourself than to do, I don't want to poke myself once a week. I don't want to do this. I don't want to donate blood. That's my stance on that. It's like, quit being a fucking baby, okay? I mean, you can't have your cake, eat it too, and some fucking ice cream. You're never going to look and feel the same way as someone that's on this shit once they get middle-aged and beyond. Do I think that a lot of people are turning towards it too early? Yes, I do. I think that you can do an awful lot natural. That's another thing I want to talk about. There is so much you can do naturally. And most people, they, they never get to their natural limit. They never do because they don't want to go through pain. They don't want to go through hard work. So I know a lot of guys that like their testosterone might be good. It might be like six or 700. And yet somehow in their minds, they've convinced themselves that they need to drive it into the dirt 
and get on TRT when they're like 20, you know, three or 25 years old. And then they want to ask me, well, what about kids? Well, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, is that important to you? Because if it's important to you, then maybe wait to, to have kids. If you plan on having kids one day, maybe do the best you can without this stuff yet. Because, you know, the thing with the gym is the gym's never going to tell you it loves you back, you know? So you might think you're doing everything right now and you want to live in the moment. And then down the road, you know, you realize, shit, you know, I wish I, I wish I did a little bit more in life. And and I'm not saying kids are for everybody, guys. And I'm not saying everyone needs to, to do that. Like, you know, what everyone thinks you need to do. Get married and have a dog in the backyard or a dog that tears the fucking couch apart and kicks off all the pillows. Or, you know, wants to fucking bite your cock off. Um, I'm not saying you got to do what everybody else wants to do. <laughs> I'm just saying that sometimes the way that we think today is not the way that we think tomorrow. Be smart about it. If you have a good testosterone level, then damn it, man, do the best you can with you know your, your own testosterone level and maybe some of the few quality supplements that there are out there. Just uh, don't get in this mind frame that just because something's over the counter that, it, that there's not a recovery needed or it will not fuck your testosterone up because they, they will. Things like uh, testosterone boosters and, and SARMs, they can, they can drive your test into the dirt. And that's why it's still recommended to cycle these things. Now, are you going to cycle, you know, here and there and, and destroy your chances of ever having children? You know, probably not. And if you get on the stuff and you stay on it and you don't take breaks, then yeah, you might. I didn't get on TRT until after uh, my son was born. And I believe it was, I was close to about 30 years old. And I cycle a bunch. I cycle a bunch. Um, I'd cycled for nine or 10 years maybe, yeah, about 10 years. And uh, I did have to come off. I had to drop everything and I had to stay off for, I want to say it was probably about a good six or eight months before I was actually fertile. And if you look at a lot of, a lot of bodybuilders, a lot of professional bodybuilders, they have kids, um, but you have to come off. And if you can't come off uh, or you're, you're, it's very hard too. This is easier said than done. Cause like once you experience what it's like training with, with, added hormones in your body if everything else is there like the diet the recovery the hard training it's very hard to not um use it it's hard to go back to normal i mean why be clark kent you'd be fucking superman right it's very hard but all i'm saying guys is if you ever think like this if you're in that age bracket where you really don't know like where your life's going yet you don't know if you're kind of on the fence about like let's let's say you meet a woman and and she's like the perfect match for you I mean, that's probably few and far between nowadays, unless you go out of this country. Now, let's say maybe you are infertile. By the way, the male fertility rate on TRT is still 50%, okay? Maybe maybe more, maybe like 65 70% with some of the, the fertility specialists and drugs that are out there. Let's say you can't, man. Let's say you find this perfect person, you know, that's like your match, and now you can't, and that's a deal breaker for her. You may look back on some of your decisions and regret it, so just be smart. That's all I'm saying. Just be smart. But are you going to cycle, you know, once or twice or six or eight times or whatever? I mean, I cycle, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I probably cycle like, man, it was probably at least like fucking 20 times. Like at least 20 times, at least before um, we decide we want to have kids, you know, and I was able to do it. At least I hope he's mine. <laughs> no, he's mine. So that's all I'm saying about that. And... um Stop making excuses, you know? I mean, yeah, if you have a sedentary lifestyle, and let's say you're drinking your ass off, 
and or maybe smoking a bunch of dope. I, I think that like that's been proven to lead to a, a lower testosterone count and you're just not really in motion and you're not just in the gym killing it, then yeah, man, your testosterone level could be low. Does it mean that you need to go on TRT right now? Does it? No. Change your fucking lifestyle first. And if that doesn't work, or I will say, here's another category. Uh, antidepressants, certain medications that you've been on for a number of years. Oh, here we go. Get the fuck out of here. These things can lower your freaking uh, testosterone. I mean, it can bring you down to Chinatown, man. I mean, it really can. I've known I've known guys in their 20s that had test levels like they just cycled uh constantly and then just dropped everything i mean it's it's equivalent to that then you know that might be the kind of thing that you might need it you might need test and if it's getting to that point where the quality of your life is just so shitty that you just can't really see beyond trying to feel better before you start talking about kids and what have you then my advice is you know get on the shit go to a doctor get your levels checked and get on it because testosterone is it's the main frame of a man's body never mind just sex drive and all that stuff guys when your test is in the shitter it fucks everything up okay like for me like when i came when i would come off it my anxiety was horrible it was just horrible horrible freaking anxiety it was like this feeling like it would be equivalent to the feeling of like if it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm driving down a dark street by myself to go meet somebody in a fucking alley for a fist fight, right? That was the feeling. That was the anxiety I had. It fucks with your social skills. Like when you go to talk to somebody, maybe you're not really as, um, as vocal or outspoken or maybe you have trouble making eye contact. It fucks with your confidence. It, it can fuck with a lot of shit. Uh, so, it, you know, sex drive is just one thing. That's just one small part of the entire equation. For you guys that are in the shitter and you know your life sucks and maybe you know you're not coming back you've done it all you've tried to diet you've tried to exercise which is harder by the way if your hormones are in the dirt because you don't feel like it i mean it's easy to say yeah get off your ass and go to the gym and, and force yourself to do it but if those chemicals in your head aren't really right that's a very hard shift to make and i don't know how long you could be at you could be at it and have that shift like take place because if, if you're already at the point of no return, then eventually what's going to happen is you're probably going to stop going. And um, especially if you're putting in all these this effort and you're seeing very, very mediocre results. In that case, um, and you know you're not coming back, you know your life sucks, you know life could be so much better if you just felt like maybe you felt when, when you were in your 20s again or teens, go get your levels checked. At least know what you're working with. So the scale for testosterone, there's two different scales they use now. And I think the, the more modern scale is like 300 nanograms. That's what it's measured in, nanograms per deciliter. It's like 300 to like 1100. And the old scale, I believe, was like 250 to like maybe 800 or 900. Let's say you just got into working out, you're overweight. Um, yeah, life's a bitch. You don't feel great. But you go get your levels checked and you're 450, 500, or maybe even 370, somewhere in there. You might be able to bring them up, all right? Don't be so quick just to say, hey, you know what? I need to get on something right now because you just started getting off your ass. You just got into this. So I think it's too early to tell. You get those levels checked and they're like 100, 150, maybe even 200. Yeah, you might need a little bit of help, okay? But 
if you know, I would say don't just get them checked once either. I mean, this you guys, this is a lifelong commitment. TRT. That's another thing too. I hear about guys like getting on TRT and coming off. Why? Why? Unless there's a medical reason that you have to come off, like prostate cancer or something like that. Uh, well, I'm on that topic, guys. Cialis. Cialis. Great thing to take. I take it every single day. It protects the prostate. It helps lower blood pressure. Not that I have blood pressure problems, but I'm probably a little more at risk for blood pressure problems when I'm, you know, running shit aside from TRT, which I do, right? Pump up the jam, pump it up. Cialis can help with all that. It can help with all that. All right, think about it. It relaxes the smooth muscle in your body, not just your prostate, which that's how it works for, you know, getting erections and, and getting aroused. It relaxes all the smooth muscle in your body, all right? You know, your cell walls, the whole epithelial effect, the blood flow, the pumps, the gym pumps. I like it for gym pumps. I, I, I think it's great. I take 5 to 10 milligrams a day, every single day. Um, sometimes it's 10. If I get to 5 milligram tabs, sometimes it's 5s. I've taken this stuff for years, guys, for years. I've taken Cialis now for about the past 8 or 9 years. And guess what? If I, like, run out of it and I have to go a month or two without it, I don't have any issues. I've never had any, I've never ever had any issues you know, is there a little more lead in a pencil when i'm on it yeah but it's not it's not like my shit's in the dirt it's like some wimp wet noodle if i don't have my fucking cialis that's just my experience with it i've never had any issues with it but i think that is a very i think cialis is the most underrated fucking addition to test replacement therapy or a cycle that there is the most underrated addition that there is to anabolics is Cialis. Is it the cheapest thing in the world? Nah, not really, but guess what? Neither is this lifestyle. So, you know, suck it up and uh, you're going to spend a little bit of money doing this. But you know what? I look at it like this. I'll spend a little bit of money to feel better. I'll spend a little bit of money to look better, to enjoy my life, to do what I love doing, what I'm passionate about, going to the gym, bodybuilding. That's my stance on that. That's my stance on, on TRT. If you know you need it, do some research. Don't just jump to these conclusions and let the media and all these people scare you. Do some freaking research. And I'm telling you, it can help you live a lot better quality life. At least go get your blood work done. And if you're somebody who, like I said, maybe you're younger and I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't think that you should be dabbling in this shit in anabolics at all just because of how psychologically addicting they can be. Not, not so much physical, like, oh, my God, I need my shot. But, yeah, psychological. You know, you do feel better on this stuff. You look better. Um, you have more confidence. And, you know, um, you know, you got that killer instinct, like, mentality. If you have good test levels, do what you can naturally. Go as far as you can naturally. And you know what? If you're at that point where you just can't push the boundaries anymore and you love this that much and you know that this is going to be a lifelong commitment, you're never getting away from this, all right? Nothing's going to pull you away from this. Not a job, not a woman, nothing is going to stop you from working out. And that's the way I was. If you're like that, okay, all right, take the next step. But if you're one of these people that, you know, you worked out for college football or high school, or high school football or what have you, or, you know, you've been in and out of it, you've never really been in it consistently, and there is a, a strong possibility that you might be out of it again for a while in life. Um, or maybe you lose interest in it. A lot of guys lose interest in it. You pick up a new hobby, restoring old cars or uh, road cycling or, or, or anything, whatever. Maybe you fly fucking model planes. I don't know. I think it's hard to be someone that goes from a bodybuilder to somebody that just takes up model planes and says, fuck the gym. But 
anything's possible, uh, then yeah, I mean, you, maybe you don't want to dabble in this stuff because you're not always going to, to have the same um, dedication to it that maybe you once had. You got to know yourself good enough. You got to you got to know yourself good enough and know you've been in the gym long enough. I swear to God, that dog doesn't shut the fuck up, man. Shut up. Jesus Christ, I'm trying to get through this. Know yourself enough to know that when you take that road, you're committed. Know yourself enough to know that when you get on TRT, you're committed. There are some safety precautions you have to take on TRT, guys. You will eventually have to donate blood. All right, even on 150 milligrams of test a week or 200 a week, you could get away with doing that for a couple of years, but eventually you're going to have to donate blood. You don't want health problems, okay? So just know the road you're going down. So guys, thanks for tuning in. I know it's been a little while, but I'm back. I had a lot of shit going on, but you know what? Uh, I've still been in the gym, still killing it, still dieting, and it's good to be back. And thank you very much. Train hard. I'm out of here.